Hello, Time Hackers. Today is going to be a fairly short episode, but hopefully a good one. One of the things that I love myself is a great motivational video. It's always nice to get pumped up, ready for the day. But at the same time, there's always a dark side to that, right? Which is that having those emotions sort of becomes this treadmill that's associated with motivational videos. And so I kind of want to take a different approach, which is an approach of understanding and appreciation. I think that those last a bit longer when you can come to a new paradigm or a new perspective or a new understanding. So I'd like to take a moment today to talk about time in general, to talk about the way that we think about time, the way that we use time. How do we feel about it? Are we frustrated by it? Do we think that there's more that we can do and accomplish in our lives? And do we feel like we have the power to do it? Or do we feel somewhat powerless? I think, you know, we call, we call this show Taking Your Time. And, and I refer to you guys as time hackers because I am hoping that you see that between the guests that we bring on the show and the types of things that we talk about, we are trying to cultivate this perspective of time, which is different, unique, insightful, that will really give you a sense of control over how you can use time to your advantage. Look, I mean, we've all been there. I'll be the first to say that time for me has been almost like a mortal enemy. I mean, I've always felt like I never had enough of it. I was not getting enough done. Somehow, you know, my evenings would disappear and get wiped out and I would never check off everything that I'm hoping to check off. You know, I would make commitments to friends. You know, we'd go meet somewhere and I'm, I'm always late. I'm, I'm that guy that's always like 10 minutes away and five minutes later, I'm still 10 minutes away because I totally lied about how far I was away because I didn't want you to think that I was so late. And that was my life for such a long time, you know, constantly late to meetings, never, you know, realizing how long if I, if I say I'm going to get back to someone, you know, give me five minutes or this thing will only take me 10 minutes. And, you know, hours later, I would finally uh, get back to someone or finish the task that I thought was going to be a, a brief foray. And now I feel a lot more in control of my day, a lot more in control of my schedule. And it's not perfect. I am still late sometimes. I, you know, I do sometimes show up to the meeting a little bit late. I may, you know, get stuck in traffic. Things happen. There's all kinds of the complexity of life sort of gets in the way. You can't predict everything. You can't add, you know, buffer in such a way that you will never encounter scenario where you're not going to be late. It's just, it's going to happen. And I think just knowing that it will gives you that understanding that you need to be prepared as much as you can, but that there's only the part that you can control is the part that you prepare and the part that you don't control is what happens. And I think getting to that level of understanding is really all about figuring out where you fit in within the universe of time. I like to think of time in two different buckets. You have your micro time, which is sort of intraday, things that happen within hours, minutes, seconds. Those are the sorts of units of measurement that we're talking about. You know, there's 86 
1,400 seconds in a day. I think there's a song that goes along with that. But it's it seems like that's not a lot, and it also seems like a lot. And let me tell you, let me let me give it to you this way. I'm going to be silent for 10 seconds. I want you to think about how this feels to you. Yeah, that was 10 seconds. It probably felt like an eternity, like maybe the podcast was broken or something. But it's it's actually a lot of time, especially when you're in the process of experiencing it. So it doesn't sound like a lot of time, but when you're actually doing something, it it, it is a lot of time. So the key here with the micro time is to really appreciate what those seconds mean. I mean, you can actually do a lot in 10 seconds, in 60 seconds. There are a lot of thoughts that you can have. There are a lot of, you know, you can walk through a number of different rooms. You can see and visualize and hear a number of things within a minute. And so being careful and precious with those seconds and minutes. Look, if you aren't enjoying this podcast, please do something else. Like that's how strongly I feel about the minutes of my life. I want you to have the same respect for the minutes of your life too. That doesn't mean we don't have downtime. I totally get that. But if you haven't committed that this is like the right thing to be doing for you right now, that's really the way that you should be thinking about it. Again, this all comes with this mental model, the structure of what time looks like for you. And I think for many people, they sort of wander around aimlessly. They don't know what an hour means to them. They don't know what a minute means to them. The seconds sort of just tick by endlessly. And they, you know, you may feel like I've felt like I've just been caught up in a machine that I can't escape. And, uh, and, you know, again, that understanding of, okay, let's break it down. Like how much time, you know, really talking about, and then, and then you start to get a sense of what you can actually do. You know, I used to think, an email took, takes 10 seconds. Total BS, right? You cannot write an email in 10 seconds. Like you get, you're, you're, you're not going to put the right addressee on the email. Your subject's going to be crap. You're going to have misspellings. Like, ha, you know, crafting a good email actually takes, in my opinion, five to 10 minutes, right? Like making sure that you've included the right people, making sure that you, you know, are capturing the right details. Uh, so that you don't have to send a follow-up email, making sure that you've got the right attachments in there. And then, of course, kind of like editing and and all of that, you know, that goes into into whatever the content of your email is supposed to be. But so I think many people will think they can do an email in seconds or a minute or or, or what have you. But the reality is a, a good email takes takes a lot longer. And the reason I'm sort of, you know, expounding on this example of an email is because most people will probably not think that it takes 10 minutes to write a good email, but I would really challenge you and look at the quality of, of, of what can, you can do in any smaller amount of time than that. And, and you're going to know, you're going to have to take some shortcuts. Again, that's, that's like this whole process of really going through every activity in your life, figuring out how much time you need to invest into it to get it done right. If it's even worth doing at all, these are, these are the kinds of decisions that are completely within your control, right? And so that, again, refreshing that mental model, getting that understanding of time 
is really going to help us be in a better place mentally, but also from what we actually do and the decisions that we actually make in day-to-day life. So, you know, I said, I, I like to think of time in two ways. So that was micro time. That's intraday, right? Like that's, you know, that's a commute. That's eating dinner. That's going to the bathroom. That's writing an email. Like that's micro time for me. Then you've got macro time. Now, macro time is just for me measuring things in larger units like days, weeks, months, maybe even years. And, you know, depending on what it is, maybe even decades. Right. And and it goes beyond a lot farther than that. But at least, you know, for the purpose of this discussion, the reality is that the things that we do in a micro time, if repeated enough, you're really not talking about micro time anymore at some point. You know, I'll give you an example. Let's say your commute is 10, 12 minutes longer than you think it should be every day. So let's say back and forth, you know, that ends up being, you know, 25 minutes per day. So you think five days a week, that ends up being, you know, something close to two hours per week that is spent on commuting. That is more than let's say what, what you think you should be spending. Well, that two hours summed up over a long time scale is going to be a lot more significant than just the two hours we're talking about, right? You're going to, you're going to be working in theory, you know, close to 52 weeks um, out of the year. So you take that two hours. Now you're talking about something like in hundred hours per year and you do a hundred hours per year for you know, 10 years, and now you're talking about a thousand hours, man hours, right? Um, Over the course of 10 years. Well, the, you know, typical work schedule is 2,080 hours if you're working a 40 hour week every week. So over the course of 10 years, you basically spent six months, six months. If you're, you know, assuming you're like, a job, right? You're doing eight hours a day that, you know, a thousand hours would be like six months of working. So, you know, that's kind of a contrived example, but it's just a way to show that even the things that we think are small periods of time, they really do add up to quite significant quantities over the long haul. You know, great visualization would be, you know, like water moving through rock and the fact that water is actually, you know, shaving off atoms off of those rocks over long periods of time. And, you know, after a few million years, you get something like the Grand Canyon. You can't perceive it in real time. But if you think about it, you can certainly understand how that process would would work. And you can apply that same process to your life. I mean, the things, the minutes that between, you know, doing your laundry or driving to work, having a conversation, checking your email, those minutes add up and they add up to very large things over the course of time. And those efforts, you know, that we make have a real impact on the final outcome of our life. You know, our life is basically the decisions that we make over those minutes and those seconds and those hours and they result in what our days look like what our weeks look like what we accomplish in a month you know what our new year's resolutions are 
and whether we can achieve what we think we will in a year's worth of work, a year's worth of relationships. It's, it's all related. It's all tightly wound together. And yet, you know, I don't know that we even appreciate that aspect of time as well. I mean, we, you know, even if you have an appreciation of, you know, how long an hour is, sometimes it feels like, you know, maybe the days of the past 30 days, of the past week might be a blur. It almost feels like, you know, they're, they're the past hour and the past week sort of, you know, have the same headspace or take up the same amount of moments, right? And that's, you know, the natural decay of memories and things like that. But I think just having that respect for all the things that happen in, in all of those micro decisions that you make across time to create the life that you want to have is extremely important. You know, the things that we are talking about at a practical level are decisions about your career, decisions about the relationships that you have and you develop with your family. You know, a lot of times that's one of the critical balancing acts of having, you know, work versus relationship in this sort of tug of war of maybe not having enough time to, to, to dedicate as much, you know, time as you want to, to both of those areas of your life. But those relationships and that career are not things that happen in days or months. Now, there are critical decisions, don't get me wrong. There are moments where something impactful really happens, but, you know, most careers and most relationships are at a time scale of years. So it's a compounding effect of many, many decisions that, you know, results in, you know, how good that relationship is. If that career is fulfilling you and fulfilling, you know, where you want to go with your life. Something I hear a lot is, is the phrase, I don't have the time. I don't have enough time. There's not enough time in the day to do what I need to do, to do what I want to do. It's, it's very common. And I myself find, find myself saying these things very frequently. The reality is we're not really talking about time. All of us have the same amount of time, roughly, the same number of hours in a day. We have maybe different commitments. We have maybe different levels of resources. We have different objectives or maybe even the same objectives, but over different time horizons, right? Maybe we're starting at a different place. Maybe I'm okay with getting to the same place, you know, that someone else is getting uh, within a different amount of time. And even then, when I say the same place as someone else, they're, they're never the same. They, two people can say, my goal is to be a physician. And not only is the path completely different, but, you know, the meaning of the word of of what that entails for that person. You know, one person could be a family practice doctor. Another could be a world-leading epidemiologist. Yet another could be a surgeon. And these would all be, you know, verbally the same, you know, a physician, but but also completely different and not not the same at all. So, you know, being able to absorb your own journey through time as being unique to you is 
another key part of all this, right? So just, again, you've got, we talked about micro time, those, those small decisions that you make, you know, every few seconds, every few minutes. We talked about macro time, right? Which is just the compounding effect of all of those decisions over longer scales of time. And then, you know, where you want to be, like you need to define your journey and your path, the seconds and the minutes, you know, the value of those decisions is just based on whether or not they're contributing to those goals that you have. That's it. At the end of the day, you get to decide you have the time. You're just choosing not to do a certain thing or you're choosing to do something else, or you're choosing, you know, a goal that's not realistic within the scenario that, that you've created for yourself, or maybe it's a completely realistic goal, but again, you're not, you're not choosing to make the decisions that align with that. So I know a lot of this is very philosophical, but if you are not willing to go through this exercise of understanding how you want to spend your time, all the tips in the world are not going to help you get your life on track. And no motivational videos are going to give you the energy to sort of power through. I think that's the one thing that my pet peeve of motivational, motivational videos, I love them, but the burst of energy is just so short because it's, it's kind of superficial. It's just, oh, here's this cool vision. Here's the vibe I'm getting. You know, let me put on my headphones and get a bunch of work done. And yes, there, there's a value in doing deep work and losing track of time and getting in the flow. But then when the vibe is over, <laughs> right, how do you feel? Uh, what about all the other responsibilities that you had in your life? And how many hours did you, did you spend um, in the zone that maybe actually could have been spent a different way? And so kind of circling back to the beginning of, of this podcast, I think it's important not to be motivated to work with time and to have these different decisions that you're you're going to make with how you choose to spend your time but to understand right to understand the scale and the scope of what we're talking about so time is not the enemy it's really an ally it's it's always there for you it doesn't speak up for itself but it's always there when you need it I hope this has helped you get a different perspective about time. I think that, you know, we're all sort of students who all aspire to be masters of our own time, myself included. But the first foundational step is really just understanding what it means when we talk about time. And if it ever seems overwhelming to figure out how you're going to spend your time over the days the weeks and the months, don't forget that it's just the decisions that you make in the minutes, in the next hour that ultimately carry through, right? And so that's within your control most of the time. And when it isn't, you can still learn to appreciate the passage of that time. <laughs>